Hey everybody, welcome to Gameplay Interviews. My name is Ben Worley, and I use video games to get people to love me. And, uh, you know, I've been gone a while. I We're back, I'm back on the podcast. I've been gone for what I think is like, I don't know, like three months, maybe even four. And you know what? I know, I know you want to know where I was and what I was doing and what important, you know, important celebrity things that I was doing, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm sorry. You know why I'm not going to tell you? Because I have the most incredible guests ever on this podcast today. Um, Tonight, actually, I'm recording. It's at night. It's nighttime where I am. It's actually 7 p.m. I'm giving you too much information. It's a Wednesday. The point is, my guest this evening is the incredible, the talented, the the infamous producer of Hello from the Magic Tavern, like the best podcast ever, Ryan DeGiorgi. Um, I know. I am just as excited as you are because I know you know who that is. But wait, there's more. That's right. I'm also interviewing Adol Refai and Matt Young, who played Chunt and Usador on Hello from the Magic Tavern. Can you even believe it? I can't. Okay, now, I the whole reason I've been monologuing for the past two minutes is because I wanted to quickly explain before the show that um, Ryan and the guys actually live and work in Chicago, and I live and work in Nashville. So um, I would like to tell you that I flew to Chicago with all the amazing money that I have, but I didn't. So this is the first time on the show I'm actually going to be uh, uh, Skyping with my guest and you might be wondering wait how can you how can you play video games on skype well guess what idiot there's streaming capabilities now on the internet look it up clearly i know what i'm talking about you don't you don't know what you're talking about the point is we're streaming uh their games uh they create games you'll learn all about it in a minute but just, um, it, I wanted to apologize for any sort of audio problems or if, you know, if one of them sounds terrible and the other sounds great because they're all using different mics. They're all from different, different locations and Skyping in, streaming in. We're all playing together. Technology is incredible. We live in the future. Black Mirror is just like, is like right around the corner. So please enjoy this incredible episode of uh, gameplay interviews uh, with... Uh, Ryan DeGiorgi, Matt Young, and Adel Refai of Hello from the Magic Tavern. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hello, sir. Let's pretend pretend we haven't been talking for 15 minutes getting this to work. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Hello, Ryan DeGiorgi. Thank you for being on the podcast. And uh, so... I wanted to quickly, I guess you're, so we're, we're going to be screen sharing Jackbox, uh, party pack number four and correct. You explain, I kind of didn't fully explain, uh, tell me really like, I guess let's start with how you're connected to Jackbox games and how that also we can, I guess we can later on talk about how that feeds into magic tavern, but we sure. can just talk about Jackbox games. So tell me about Jackbox. Sure. So Jackbox Games is a video game company, pretty small company located in Chicago. Uh, you might know them. They used to be called Jellyvision Games, and they're the guys who made You Don't Know Jack and a bunch of other party games in the CD-ROM heydays of the mid to late 90s. 
Uh, we're still around. We're still making video games, and we sort of uh, most recently have become known for the Jackbox Party Packs, uh, which is our collections of five games that you can play. Uh, a bunch of people can play around a TV using their phones as controllers. And I am a game director at the company. Uh, I knew those guys for almost 10 years because I worked at Jellyvision, but I worked at a different part of Jellyvision that was marketing related. Right. So I was doing marketing projects, directing that stuff. Uh, and then I heard about this opening mm. for a game director and I was like, hey guys, remember how I can direct things? You wanna, <laughs> maybe we could talk about it. And uh, you know, it ended up working out. And so for the last two years, I've been a game director there and worked on the last two party packs. And uh, how much of the humor is from you? of the game you know uh it's a, it's a super group effort i feel like there is sort of a voice of jackbox like in terms of editorial but um i write a lot of games a lot of the parts of the games i work on but we also have a whole team we have like mm, six or like six people who do some amount of writing two of those people are like full-time their full job is writers some of them are also directors some of them are also audio engineers like a bunch of people who sort of have got the bones of the company in them for a long time and are very good at writing um but on a given project uh that i'm directing i'll probably write a good chunk of of the editorial in that project but a bunch of other writers will help out a bit and i'll help out a bit on other people's projects as well right do you guys like, do you come up with a game and then test it with everybody? The cool thing is, like, it's a very flat system. Like, anybody at the company can uh, pitch a game, uh, and if it's fun, we'll probably make it. Um, so, <laughs> you know, like, like we like, have for people... example, like Fibbage. How did Fibbage? Yeah, so I wasn't at the company when the first Fibbage came out, but it was that was very much like I think that was Steve Heinrich and probably some other people right. uh, who start working on that as well. But yeah, pitching like a paper version of the game, like let's see if this is basically fun. And then once you figure that, and that Fibbage was unique because that was like our first game that works like this. Right. Uh, so it was like, can we do a thing uh, where you use your phones as a controller because we want to do typing? And is and that a good use, entree to people? And you don't want to use the, you know, like an Xbox controller or anything. No. You want to do it with your, you want yeah. to have your phone. Actually. Yeah, and I think it's become a kind of a powerful thing because you can say to your like aunt who doesn't play video games, like, "Hey, you don't have to learn how to use an Xbox controller." You know, right, right. like you already have a phone in your pocket. All you got to do is go to a website, and There's you no barely know even... how to use that anyway. But you, can oh yeah, probably... <laughs> you know how to draw, right? It's like the same thing. Totally. Um, yeah, so it makes it, it makes it easy. But yeah, like people from QA department uh, pitch games, people from music pitch games, and. Uh, they don't always end up being the one, you know, usually uh, a director uh, will end up sort of leading that project or shepherding it forward. But it's always anybody can pitch. So that's kind right. of like a cool thing. Um, yeah, no. So you can play um, even if you're not in the same location. It's not Wi-Fi based. And that's actually like one of the really cool um things that was unintentional about Fibbage in the first party pack was we just the way our system was set up, we knew that it was using the Internet. You didn't need to be in the same room. But we didn't realize um, the value of that until we saw people playing on Twitch. So it's right. like, it's like, oh yeah, we can. My my pe my people who are watching me on Twitch can just join in and play. And we were like, oh yeah, I guess they can. We didn't think about that. And so we kind of hastily have added a lot of features. Well, hastily at, at first, but now we've actually thought about it. <laughs> added a lot of features that are. So basically, we didn't think about anything. We just started. we were terrible. We just went we ahead and just, did it, and we really <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> How much swearing can I do in this podcast? Oh, no, all the, all the swearing you want. I'll edit it okay. out. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Perfect. Um, 
Yeah, I, so I only edit cool. it just because my mom listens to it. But yeah, one day I'll get <laughs> nice. to the one. I mean, season season four, I'll just <laughs> fuck it. I'll just we'll just say the words. I think I've been a little more lenient about shit. Weirdly, when that's like the worst <laughs> right. one. All right, in tw- in 2017, the Frick Museum in New yeah. New York City displayed an Antonio Canova statue of a nude. Oh, what? Uh, so what do I do? So now you have to enter something in that blank that might fool me into thinking it's true. No, now, you do. I don't. Well, I, we oh, both oh, I do. got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, okay. I need now, uh, the secret is I was the editorial director in this game oh, and I know shit. all the answers. But <laughs> so my goal is going to be just to fool you. And I promise to never pick the right answer. <laughs> okay. Wait, no, no. You but can try to fool me. Oh, oh, so oh, you can just try to I'm going to try me. to get points by fooling you. Okay. Oh, I'm going to run. Uh, I realize you're not getting the audio from this. Sorry. Oh, uh, I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, so we both lost. Yeah, we both lost. It was George Washington. Okay. So you don't know anything then. <laughs> no, I'm the worst. Okay. So um, what were we talking about? I don't even remember. Oh, yeah. So Jackbox. Yeah, it's, it's cool. So, so yeah. you can play it. You don't need to be at the same location. And we didn't think about that. And then once we realized people were doing it, we've developed features that are kind of specific to that now. Well, that's cool. I really like that. Wow, this is like the best design ever. I can't. So this is available now, right? Yeah, yeah, this is out. This is this just came out in people, October. People need to check this out. Jackbox Party Pack 4. Check it out. Tony Gimignoli oh, <laughs> is the... 12-time champion in the unusual sport of... Um, are these true facts? This is real? Oh, yeah. Every single thing in here is true. I do know there's one... Uh, somebody posted a while ago at one about um, Max Sabbath, the band that's, oh, yeah. that's uh, based on food. Max yeah, Sabbath. Yeah, that's right. Which is that's that's right. the best. <laughs> I, 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 I've, I found them on Twitter, and I was like, this is the greatest band I've ever seen. <laughs> I love gimmicks. Hey, I'm winning. I love uh, hey. I love gimmicks. I love bands that have gimmicks. Anything where like they dress up or they do anything super crazy. Matt, Hi. Matt Young. Have you Matt, this, this is out? Ben, longtime friend of mine. Uh-huh. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I thought I joined here, but I don't see myself yet. I thought I joined too. But I, I did. I definitely yet. see That's myself. Weird. Are you cheating already? I'm cheating already. <laughs> That's uh, not unusual. While we wait, while we're waiting, Matt, um, yeah, you, you're like an, a distinguished actor, are you not? I mean, I personally, <laughs> I personally, as an actor, have heard a lot about you, and I, I am assuming yeah. that all the rumors yeah. are true that um, you, you do a lot of like legit stuff. Yeah, uh, I've been in a commercial for Long John Silver's where Holy I said, <laughs> where I said, it's me food. So <laughs> pretty goddamn legit. Uh, wait, no, wait a minute, Matt. What was the director's um, note to you when he asked how to read that line? Uh, it, well, it wasn't a director. It was a room full of uh, clients. Uh, this Got is years it. ago, so I feel okay saying this, but they were just... Uh, you know, telling me different ways to say it. What if he said me food? What if he said me food? What if he said <laughs> me, food. me food? <laughs> so I, I said it every possible way right. yeah. that a human being can say those three words. 
Oh and I God. pointed at myself and I held up a box right. at the same time. <laughs> oh my I, God, together? I didn't point at myself and then hold up a box. You didn't did say it was, it was a, yeah. That's so how you get the professional. <laughs> <sighs> wow. Oh God. So Matt, did you, did you join the new room? About uh, a yeah, I'm re- I'm refreshing now. I'm sorry. So here. You just, so, so you bring that to the part of Usador. You you bring that yeah. professionalism. Uh, I have a question, personal question. I'm not going to ask you a bunch of bullshit questions, you know, like fancy ones that you might get from. I'm, I'm going to ask you questions that I legitimately want to know as an actor. I, um, I played D&D uh, a while back and I love it. And one of the things that I really like about the guys that I played with were that they were very devoted to staying in character. You keep your voice. You know, if you yeah. come up with an accent, you keep it. And I realized how freaking difficult it is just to stay with the voice, just to keep the voice right and stay in character in your head. Do you find that Usador's voice is hard for you to stay? Because I know it's very different from your voice. It's, I'm, well, maybe not different, but it's it's so... Yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's the only character voice on the show. Uh, so it's, uh, it's different because you're used to hearing Arnie and then Arnie sounds like Arnie. Then you hear Chunt, Chunt and it sounds, like sounds like Adel. Yeah. Uh, so people, it, the one thing it definitely leads to is that everyone is very disappointed to meet me. Uh, because <laughs> it's really, it's quite a letdown. Because you sound, you sound like, um, John Bastian. John Bastian. That's what you yeah. sound like. And I remember when I heard, John which was Bastian. the whole joke of that thing. Right. Was that I dropped my character voice to do a character. When voice. I heard, when I heard John Bastian, I was like, oh shit, that's what Matt Young sounds like, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's not too hard. Uh, it's, you know, we're, we're only doing it like we'll do record two or three episodes back to back and we're, um, you know, we're only doing a half hour at a time. So, you know, it's actually much harder to do. Like I do the improvised Shakespeare show up here and we'll do a two hour improvised play where I'll play four characters. And then I realize partway through the second scene I'm in that I'm not speaking in the same voice that I was in the last scene for some character <laughs> or suddenly this this Italian character has a British accent and it's yeah. like, Oh, oh right. boy, how do I keep all this straight? Um, so I think probably doing that show, you know, got me really prepared to do in some ways. I mean, in, in those aspects that you're asking about, uh, magic taverns easier, uh, because I only have to do one voice. I only have to be one person. Right. Uh, most of the time. And, you know, well, let's not tell thing, yourself, don't sell yourself short. I mean, Vampire Usador had a Count Chocula accent. That's true. For a while. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I studied with Count Chocula. I at, at, yeah, at his theater. Yeah, for two did, days. Did you a ride long? along? Well, first I of did all, a ride along with Count Chocula. Yeah. Uh huh. First of all, who, who wrote the the uh, his name, his full name? Did you write his I, full name? I wrote the name. Did you come up with that on the spot in the first episode, or, or how did no. that? No. No, that was that was one of the few things that's written is so we knew we were doing the show. I knew I wanted to be like a kind of a bloviating wizard. Yeah. Uh, who like had like a lot of information about the world. And you went, we knew we were going to be world building a little bit. And you went way far away from Gandalf. It feels like you went like you went away from all of the like the general wizards that we know. Yeah, I mean, the reason he's blue is because in Lord of the Rings, the blue wizards disappear. So <laughs> it's kind of a nod to that, that they like two blue wizards disappear into the mountains. Right. Um, my thought was always sort of that 
Usador is always operating at the thou shall not pass mode all the time. But, but that he doesn't need to be <laughs> because he's not really doing anything. Right. Um, but he's kind of always in that, that, that level of uh, bravado. Trombone solo. This is inception. Whoever did that. That was awesome. <laughs> you guys might notice uh, we, since we only have three people, we're playing with Gene, the robot character. Yeah, so Gene. we're also getting some hey, fun built in crazy hacky sack trick. Um, it's me. I don't think I understand this game, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the night before, I, I knew I wanted to have, a, like, a list of names I could come back to. Yeah. So I got into Google Translate, and I started putting in words like light, light master. Sure. And all these other sorts. Hey, there's Adel. Hey, Adel. What's up? Nice to meet you, Adel. Nice to meet you. I'm Ben. Adel, Ben. Ben, Adel. Um, uh... Real quick, Matt, did you finish yeah. your statement? Uh, I was just going to say I translated all that stuff. I kind of bastardized the words. Yeah. And then I memorized uh, it. I, 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 I did not memorize this for the first three episodes. I was reading it. You were reading it. Gameplay. Adel, welcome to the show. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. So I've talked to Matt about what he does outside of the show. What do you do outside the show? Uh, so I do a lot of, um, teaching of improv, teaching or coaching improv. Really? Um, yeah, sometimes that's just for like independent teams. I'll coach an independent team and give them feedback and notes. Uh, sometimes that's like corporate improv. So I'll go in and teach like Boeing or Tropicana improv games and how to like, how to collaborate and how to work well together as a, as a unit and everything. Wow. How funny, how funny is Boeing? Uh, Boeing, uh, and this is recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Boeing, is very, Boeing is very funny. <laughs> they're not in your brain at all. They, they asked zero questions and they were great. Yeah. <laughs> what are we playing, Ryan? Oh, I'm not. Hold on. Oh, this is Gaspionage from Party Pack 3. I put it on because Adel uh, voiced it. Adel, uh, you should an you have enough job. a phone you can join in with. Where are we at? What's the code? Oh. Uh, TTRD. This is genuinely, uh, like, I want to have you guys on, like, at least just Ryan on, like, every week. This is so convenient to just, <laughs> you just throw it up and play it, and we're good. We're done. Oh, you I know, get to pick my agent? Oh. That's the magic of Jackbox games, Ben. I feel like everybody should buy them. <laughs> Everyone should. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Okay, I'm the dolphin. I'm going to be the dolphin for, for damn sure. <laughs> um, this The spy is, dolphin. Um, is it is this just audio recording or is it video? Uh, like, is the video part of the podcast? No, no, as no. Well? Just the audio. Just the audio. Okay. So everybody can take the clothes off in three, two, one, go. Already off. Already, well, we can't see you. So, <laughs> uh, well, oh, never mind. <laughs> um, well, Otto, that's really cool. And how much of, how much of Chunt? Well, first of all, where did the, where did, the, the the idea to make Chunt a badger, like, why did you, did you do that? Did you pick? Um, so in World News Tonight, which is a show that Matt Arnie and I all kind of did together, um, I would play a lot of animals. Yeah. Anytime there was a, a cat needed or a dog or even not needed, I would, I would uh, play an animal. So uh, I know Arnie was kind of mentioning he wanted me to be a co-host. I said I wanted to play an animal of some sort. Right. And he recommended Badger. And I was like, I'll absolutely be a Badger, but I also want to give myself 
an out in terms of like being able to which is yeah that's genius to be other animals so yeah. he was like what do you mean by that and i was like i'll be a shapeshifter or something where i can like change animals yeah. at, at my whim um so that's how that sort of uh came about well that's how much of how much of chunt is you in your opinion um it's maybe like 50 percent. like it's it's definitely part of my personality but it's a part of my personality that Arnie brings out. Right. <laughs> my relationship with Arnie is always, we've been wonderfully good friends, but it's always very contentious. It's always um, like when we do improv together, it's always, I make a choice. I do an accent or I do, I make, I say something and then Arnie swoops in and makes fun of me for doing that. <laughs> um, so that's right. basically, our, that's basically our relationship. So it's definitely Chunt is definitely how I am around Arnie. It but feels like he's your revenge for the stage stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what um what uh for all of you guys, uh was it always intentional to make wordplay a part of it? Cuz it's like I feel like Magic Tavern is basically like 80% genius and sometimes stupid wordplay. Was that kind of the intention behind it or is that just what makes the most sense in an audio medium? My memory was the second episode we did with with well, Steve Altina's Tom the Traveler, uh, they got on a run of like Prince jokes, uh, comparing Prince uh, or King Belleroth to to Prince, <laughs> and I feel like that ended up becoming like the model for the entire show, <laughs> which is pretty great. Right. Well, because like, like I don't think there's as much wordplay in the first episode. There's not as much, and I feel like lately you guys have hit that strive. I mean, I mean, there's stride. There's, I mean, there's different examples of it in different episodes. We hit our stride 160 episodes in, finally. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but like, but like, you got like, I'm trying to think. Well, but no, but also there's situations that. Well, actually, I I do want to ask like, um, Ryan, is it you that comes up with the the actual, uh, the actual situations for each episode, or how how does that come about? Like, what you know what? I'll do it easier. Give me a day, a day in the life. Like, how does it work from start to finish one episode? So Arnie, so it's, you know, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's either no, there's either, well, the plan kind of comes from the, from who the guest is, right? If if there's any plan at all. I'd say that's the biggest factor is like, we tell our character, our uh, guest to pitch us a, a character idea. And then we... And we kind of will work around that. And then if there are kind of overarching, like longer term story things we want to pepper in there, which are pretty loose, uh, you know, we'll do that. We'll be like, oh, we want to go to the basement or we want to talk about the weapons hidden in the tavern or something. Um, You know, we'll just we'll just kind of like do that uh, on the side. But mostly it's focused on the guests because it really is the guests episode and their time to shine. I there was an episode recently, the, the horse salesman that used, yeah. used horse salesman that was so damn funny to me that like, I just saved it. And now, you know, it's just like, if I listen to the new one and I just want more, I'll just go back and listen to that treasure. one because it's so good. There's multiple of them that are like that, which by <laughs> the way, the, the other thing that's my favorite thing about the podcast would be the audio and the, the design, the sound design. Um, Ryan, what, Without, I mean, obviously, without giving away all your tricks, your goodies, what goes into that? Whoa, Ben, you got really close to that right answer. First of all, 
You have a real knowledge of, of people who own wigs. I have to point that out. Oh, my God. 3%. 3%. I was within um, 3%. What percentage of people own wigs? Twenty. It's 23? 28? 28, yeah. And I was 25. Uh, so the audio, yeah, so we have, I edit episodes, uh, Garrett Schultz is one of our editors, and Chris Rathjen. We kind of three trade off for the most part. Uh, and Evan Jacover uh, edits occasionally as well. He used to edit a lot more, but he's got two kids now. Um, wow. So it's, it's the three of us mostly in terms of putting the editing together. And then we have uh, Jason Knox and sometimes Brian Chard and a couple other people who will um, come and do sound effects and like more complicated audio beds if we if we um, need something crazy like the first time we went outside we asked jason knox to make that right. the first when we, the first time we went into a dungeon he made that for us so we had a new a new loop yeah um but one-off sound effects spells um clatter and crashing around the tavern weird sort of one-off sounds uh we each editor kind of either makes that or finds it chairs um, moving in and out of the table yeah chairs in and out the I dice loved, in offices and bosses i loved uh adel when you were a flamingo and you were talking about something and all of a sudden you just went <laughs> and flapped your wings and knocked a glass over and you're like oh sorry i just i just flapped for no and that that sound effect made that joke it was so good <laughs> don't listen too closely you'll start hearing the same clatters more than once <laughs> <laughs> No, those, are, those are all, up, all those sound effects are me in a in a Michael Winslow esque uh, attempt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we should do it right now, Adel. Can you give me a bar stool moving? Yeah, I do in? it. There you go. See, so Just he's like on yeah, the show. Yeah, he does. Yeah, this is what it is. So, uh, in like, what what is you guys' favorite episodes? I mentioned Dr. Ward a second ago, and I think that's probably still my favorite. Actually, you know what? Uh, I'll do a plug for our Winter Solstice Holiday episode, which is coming out on Christmas Day. That might be my new favorite episode. It it's was really, really fun. so ridiculously funny. It's so good. Yeah, I just listened to um, it yesterday. Um, the folks from the Off Book podcast, who are uh, musical improvisers, are guests on it. And that's it's awesome. Really fun. Um, but yeah, Dr. Ward, which is the psychiatry one, is really... Um, oh, you and I tied, Matt. Yeah, suck it. Um, yeah, well, except... No, I don't have to suck it. I... Yeah, no, you do. <laughs> okay, I guess I do. Um, uh, yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorites, too. I, there's kind of a weird one that I, I really like that is... Uh, I don't know if it's that weird, but it's like right before we decide we're going to go on the quest, it's shortly before we hit 100. I think it's just me, Adeline and Arnie... Uh, the and, the sword one, maybe. I but it's the one wherever we discover that fish might be using mind control. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, that, because you guys have all those side strange. conversations about whether or not different people are a fish. Yeah, and because was it was weird. like one of those things, I just said out of desperation, and then Arnie, I saw Arnie's eyes light up with like delight, <laughs> and I knew we were going to take a bunch of weird tangents. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to was, follow that that yes that was great what was about really you Adel? um yeah i i tend to enjoy ones where there's a little bit of chaos so like i really enjoy like um the transdimensional delivery man just in terms of like yeah, yeah. uh joey the guest that that episode just brought a lot in terms of like he's just a very scatological 
um, improviser and, and you can't really pin him down. So I enjoyed this sort of dynamic that emerged between him and everybody else. And just, um, I, I just enjoy when we're kind of on our toes, like when a guest comes in and kind of puts us on our toes a little bit versus us trying to coax something out of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like uh, there's, there's been several of those, but I feel like Joey's a great example of just like he's his, his own engine. We don't need to prompt him. We don't need to, to fuel or grease him. And, and he kind of, um, he produces and we react. And I, I feel like that's when we're at our best is when we're in reaction to a guest sure. versus, yes. versus us trying to give input to a guest and then awaiting the output. Right. So uh, I agree with that. And I think like there's some recent ones that are, that kind of fall in that category too, of like, um, I think the one with Colt Cabana is so yeah, silly because he's just like, I'm just here. I'm just me. I don't really, I don't really do this all the time, so I'm going to just... But he went for broke, and he was so, so funny. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Aaron Keefe, who plays Momo the Mouse, I think hers are always fun and really silly, and she'll just say something sort of, like, offbeat that we yeah. then all kind of right. have to respond to in a fun way. Uh, absolutely. So uh, I guess I can sort of backtrack a little, but... Um, Hold that thought. Uh, Ryan, is this your shitty Pokemon knockoff? What the fuck are we doing right now? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Guys, okay, look. I have a fan-made Pokemon game. <laughs> we're all going to watch it, it, and we're going to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, does, okay, this is, my fan, this is my fan translation of Naruto. I mean, <laughs> um, uh, so we're playing Jackbox games, or apparently Ryan's pokemon yeah draw on your device what am i drawing you can so this is a a game called tko where you make weird t-shirts you can draw literally anything you want and when you get to the slogan phrase you can type literally anything you want and then you're gonna combine other people's drawings and slogans to make t-shirts are we can we draw penises are we just drawing penises is that right you tell me man it's your show Um, i'll draw a penis i guess that's what we're all doing i don't know um (laughs) i gotta okay i gotta focus i'm gonna do this um so uh, we're playing Jackbox games, I think, and um, that that fed into the show, right? I mean, that that's what created the show. Tell me about the origin stories of Tavern and, and how how that started. You know, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know that Jackbox like created it. It's, it's Arnie's sort of sort of baby, obviously, and uh, he did. I, I was it, it was my entree to the show because I was lucky enough to know Arnie through Jellyvision and then later through Jackbox. Um, and also Evan, who's the other um, producer on the show, we both knew Arnie from from Jellyvision, uh, and so he asked me if I wanted to help with sort of the more of the behind the scenes producery tech stuff for the show. And I was like, at first, I was like, I'm really busy. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and he's and then he's like, No, you know, it'll be fun. And uh, I went and recorded, you know, the first episode with these guys, and I was like, Oh, this is I gotta keep doing this. It's stupid. It's really stupid, and I love it. Um, <laughs> right. So yeah, so I, that's that's how I, I knew Arnie. But he's been he's done on so many different podcasts, and this one just has been really super special. Yeah. And um, how much? I guess it's a question for Arnie. But what's how much of it was really based on Dungeons and Dragons? Because you do the whole homage with offices and bosses, and it feels so you know so so right. Um, 
I I, I don't think before I, I know Adel plays with a group of improvisers now, but I think before that, I don't think any of us really ever played Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So I don't think it was like a thing where like, oh, we love this thing and we want to bring it to life in a different way. I think it was more about like genre. Sure. Uh, I think Arnie and I and Adel all really uh, we, we like playing with genre. Um, yeah. And it's a it's a fun like thing to like point out how silly it is and also love it and also try to do something new in it because you aren't being so reverent with it. And you guys um, weren't cast. You were just friends. Yeah. Uh, Arnie kind of like pitched the idea to us. You know, he was like, I want to do a thing where, you know, it's a bunch of friends sitting around talking and I, I think I said something like that sounds like every podcast. No, thank you. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, but then it's in a magical world. And I went, yeah, I went, yeah, I'm in. I want to do that. And you that came up with fun. your characters? Yes. Yeah. I think I like I, that I, like, the running theme is all of us saying no at first. <laughs> well, I, I remember being um, enthusiastically a yes because he approached me, I believe it was at Rob White's wedding. And I, I always say that he was drunk, but Ernie says he was not drunk, but he was in one of those movies. <laughs> When Arnie gets drunk, he he's very effusive in, in his love. Like he's very much like he puts his arm around you. He's very much like I love you, man. And he's a big and, guy, so it's a lot of so you get squeezed pretty tight. Yeah. Um, but I but I believe it was as at a Rob White's wedding, which is a, a, a fellow World News Tonighter and a, and a good friend of all of ours. Um, but he approached me and was like, "I have this idea for a podcast," and I'd been on on Stupid Nerd and and uh, um, people we wrongly assume people. Uh, care what we care think. What we think or something. <laughs> so he's done a few uh, podcast iterations, but he pitched this to me at, at the wedding, and immediately I was like, "This is brilliant! We got to do it." And he was like, taken aback, and he was like, "Really? This? <laughs> you're in? <laughs> like, yeah, whatever you want, I'm in." Um, so I, I very much remember him um, drunkenly pitching this to me and being right. like, I, "I've been holding off asking you because I thought it was dumb," and I was like, "This is like." Anything Arnie does, I'm a part of just because um, I feel like he's such a visionary and he's so smart and so funny and so try. Like, he's just a really intelligent dude. So, right. Remember, we're recording this. There's going to be evidence that oh, you, that you like love Arnie. him. Yeah. Yeah. That's here now. So, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, he kind of pitched that the three of us would be co hosts. And I remember early on, he played with the idea that maybe we weren't in every episode and then that quickly kind of fell away and we, we were all in every episode. So I guess the final question I have, I know you guys are probably really tired of talking about Tavern. Um, Where's it going? Where's the show going? Where do you guys see it? Uh, Both in, both in the show, where is the actual story going? And both just, I mean, what's next? Can you guys see like a TV show out of this or, or any kind of, like a puppet show or something? Can, what What do you see in the future? I I see like a street corner with a puppet show. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of drunk homeless men doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll be yeah. unauthorized, but also we'll be doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will not authorize us doing it. Yeah. Uh, no, I think we could we could potentially jump to other mediums, you know. Uh, and it's definitely been a, a thought we've had and and talked about. Um, no, no specific things in place. And then like, uh, the internal word of the show is, 
you know, it is all improvised, but, you know, I think we have a couple thoughts about where it could go. I think if you're like a hardcore continuity person and you like love like really well thought out stories and you were mad at lost, you shouldn't watch our show or listen to our show because it's, you know, we're going to follow wherever it takes us it more so than like planning something out or having some specific endpoint in mind. Um, but I know Arnie has said to me that he has an idea about what an end might be. If it had to end. Yeah. And I have an idea too. And we've never said them to each other because we kind of want to keep them secret, I think. <laughs> right. And and I'm also ready to throw that idea out the window any second because it doesn't really matter. It's just like, well, if this came up and we were going to try to, and maybe not even an end for the show, but maybe just an end for a current like kind of like run of things yeah status quo like you know might just throw that out the window and be something else um we'll see yeah uh i don't know adel have you ever had any thoughts about how it ended i don't think you and i have ever talked about that we had um in san francisco we were at a diner and we all had a drunken conversation of like what's the perfect ending oh yeah so I definitely revealed my perfect ending there. I'm not going to say it on the podcast just because I feel like it's that's something I I don't want to share with everyone. And I was drunk enough to not remember, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it might still surprise me. How do I? Um, yeah, I got to draw. I have to draw again. How do I restart? <laughs> okay, here we go. I got it. Um, Ryan, anything? Yeah, I I feel like uh, you know obviously it's it's the balls in these guys' courts, but I think that. Um, from what I can tell, like Arnie uh, has some loose ideas and, you know, the, obviously these guys have ideas and like it's the philosophy, I think, has always been like if we see an opening to do those things, they'll they'll happen. And if there's not an opening or if something else more funny happens in the moment, then that thing will happen. So I feel like that's kind of the the philosophy. Yeah. Um. So the last question that's very important, I ask every single one of my um, guests this. Ryan, what deodorant do you use? I use Old Spice just because that's what I've always used. The and original? I'm a man of habits. I think it's just original. I don't know, actually. I think so. Yeah. Adel? I use Gillette Clear Gel. <laughs> He's got oh. Gillette. Wait, what kind? Clear Gel. Clear Gel Cool Wave. Cool. It's Cool Wave, apparently. Cool Wave. Wait, what does the silver part say? I can't. So, so here's my, I'm a little bit OCD. Like I, I can't write with like a Bic pen. Yeah. Like any sort of like regular ink pen I can't write with. I have to have like a gel pen or like some sort of like yeah. 0.5. Like I, yeah, it's just like a OCD thing. Same with deodorant. It needs I, to be gel. I a hundred percent cannot use anything but gel or else I just like drives me crazy. So if it's like yeah. that chalky white, whatever. Oh yeah. Right. Um, I haven't used that since I was like 12. Yeah. Like I have to have some amount of like gel. So, so do you need it to just like glop? Like, I don't know. I don't understand what gel, what does that mean? Uh, so it's just, it's clear and it, <laughs> it, it goes on like it goes, it goes on very smoothly versus like the white. If you get, if you use the regular white deodorant, um, it's going to like clump up. It's going to like get entangled in your, in your yeah. armpit hair. That's true. Hmm. I have to admit that's true. Matt. Dove Men Plus Care. <laughs> nice. It's Which weird. I also did a I did an internet commercial for. 
because I'm a famous actor. There, you're a famous you actor because they gave you pallets and pallets of it. Yeah, did they give you? No, 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 no. I think I, I paid a hundred dollars or something. Yeah, ridiculous. I've only done. I, I did a, an industrial for Linex, the guys that like bed liners for trucks. And yeah, that's the only product I've ever done anything for that I'm like I, I genuinely would use this. Like it's awesome. Like the, yeah. the 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 product is incredible, and I would actually want to use it. Um, you did it as an actor. Uh, yeah, I did. I what act. was your what was your what was your line in the Linex commercial? My line in the Linex commercial was several lines, but uh, basically I played the customer, a guy who's buying a bedliner, and look at me. I mean, do I own a truck? Yeah, and you need a bedliner, and then a girl played like this like she like pops in and is like the um um she's like the 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 girl that like the the employee that's like hey nice bedliner hey did you know it does this blah 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 and i'm like what and then i get like thrown in different scenarios um and uh it, it was yeah it was yeah, it was pretty cool i'm 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 relatively famous don't worry about it nice people people work at linex know me so guys Thanks so much uh, for being on the show. I know I, I mean, I, we didn't, I we didn't talk about a whole lot, but um, it still means so much for you guys to be on. And um, my pleasure. Yeah. Well, I know it was your pleasure, Ryan. We know each other. They don't know me. <laughs> um, it was our pleasure as well. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. And I, it, yeah, it, this is really fun. Thank you. Were you guys, is this the first time you've been interviewed out of character? No, uh, no, no. There's a there's a couple of them floating around out there on podcasts uh, and such different things. So I'm, yeah, I'm sorry you didn't get an exclusive. No, there. it's fine. I just I wanted to know so I could. I mean, people want to hear that stuff. So I you know, yeah, sure. Um, and but so, this is the first interview we've done where I've said 9/11 is an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, exclusive. Um, so. <laughs> Is there anything other than the obvious that you guys want to plug or talk about um, for for even people, even local Chicago stuff? I know I'm in Nashville. Maybe if you're doing anything in Nashville, hey, let, let me know. But um, so well, have uh, you guys been to Nat? Have you ever been to Nashville? No, I, I never, personally never have. I was just in Nashville last week. Yeah, I've been five or six times. Why? Why were you here? I was there last week for a memorial. Oh, well, that's <laughs> that's not a Nashville thing we're known for. But no, no, I think they're known for that. <laughs> That's one no, of our trades. No joke. no joke. In attendance at the memorial was Vince Gill and Amy Grant. Wow. Hey. It, Speaking of country artists, and yeah. I, because you guys, if you didn't believe that I'm a famous actor, I'm going to be in a Jason Aldean music video tomorrow. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Buying, buying a truck liner? No. <laughs> No, I'm a, about truck I'm a I'm a wedding attendant attendee. I'm attending a wedding. Yeah. And I and I think I know the guy. I didn't look at the call sheet closely, but I think I know the guy who's playing the groom. So it actually kind of feels like I'm going to his wedding. I'm obsessed with Nashville hot chicken. You know, Adel, great segue into the fact I wrote uh what's going to become the official theme song for hot chicken. What? I didn't know this. I did. It's it's called Hot Chicken. Um and it's I'll even email to you. It's really funny, but uh, the Nashville tourist it's a convention. Ahead. Yeah, the, the Nashville <laughs> tourism people asked us, asked me to to make a pitch uh, for like a theme song for the city, and um, and I was like, why don't I just write you like four songs so that you have like a bunch of music to work with for your videos? So I got a bunch of guys together and we wrote some songs, and one of the songs we wrote was called Hot Chicken because we thought that's something we should write. 
And uh, they were like, this is so great. So they bought, they took two of them and one of them kind of became, it's called stories and sounds. And it's sort of talks about like, we want mm-hmm. people who have stories and their music to come here. And then the other oh, cool. song was hot chicken. So they bought both of them and then they, they made a video with them and like everybody loves it. And they're going to announce it as like the official theme for hot chicken. It was really funny. We did not mean for it to be that. We thought it would just be a funny song. And it's next yeah. time I, I land, I want that to be playing on the airports. <laughs> I really hope it is alongside, alongside like Brad Paisley, like welcome yeah, yeah, to Nashville. Yeah. You know, it's me, Brad Paisley. It's me, Brad Paisley. Me and so Seth used to disease. joke when you're on when you're on the street corner. There's like a box that does that, and we just we joked that it's like they're in the box. They're like, "Welcome mm-hmm. to Nashville. Please help me out of this box." Um, if you become famous enough, they will trap you. They trap me in the box so that I have to introduce people to Nashville. But yeah, uh, I am hoping to become known in Nashville as the hot chicken guy. That's kind of my that's my goal. That's very exciting. Uh, I hope we do get to make it down to Nashville. We are. Uh, so you're talking about plugs. I, we are trying to tour a little bit more. We've done a few shows. We are, we're working with a, a, a touring company now. So I think, you know, keep an eye out for uh, those uh, eagle-eyed listeners who uh, want to go to hellofromthemagictavern.com or check us out on Twitter, and we'll uh, we'll tell you where we're going next. Yeah. Totally. I would go to that. Yeah. Aside from Tavern, my plug would be for Jackbox Games, the Jackbox Party Packs, or really which is fun. so good. That was so much fun. I mean, you can cool. even play it while you're discussing important topics like 9/11. It's so yeah, good. Exactly. That's how we came up with it. We we it was right after 9/11, and we were like, <laughs> what, what, what can we do? What can we do to talk yeah. about 9/11, but also be doing something else so that it's not yeah, so like so depressing? If you need to heal, I recommend the Jackbox Party. <laughs> oh man, Adel, anything? To plug. Uh, if you're in Chicago, check out uh, Worldness Night or Improvise Shakespeare. If you're looking to expand your podcast repertoire, uh, check out Sibling Speculaire or Improvise Star Trek. Yeah, um, very or, good. Or the um, the Pulse, the Probe, yeah. the Probe. <laughs> Sorry, it's funny. Pulse? It was originally called it was originally called the Pulse, and then we changed it because of the shooting at the nightclub, the Pulse. Can I be honest in terms of why I thought it was a pulse is because today I was going through, I have like 1800 uh, loose individual comic books and there was a short series. um, I was like trying to sort them all and one of them was called the pulse. Oh, Oh, I remember that. It had like X-Men in it. So that was like at the top of my brain. Right. Oh, I don't remember that. Also check out the the comic book series, the pulse. (laughs) (laughs) It's available only in Adel's apartment. Yeah. This is how I kill you. Well, guys, thanks so much. Uh, oh, oh, wait, and search yeah. YouTube for Long John Silver's Big Catch. Yes. Oh, I gotta do it. I have to do it. I'm doing it right right now. And oh, also, please, if you please put the audio Silver's, in. If you go to Long John Silver's, ring the bell on your way out, just because that shows the the employees that you appreciate your food. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they don't get sick of that. <laughs> and then, what's the line I need to tell them? What do I tell them? You it's say me. Food. It's me food. <laughs> And toss it in yar. Yeah. Just throw it in yar. Yar. <laughs> it's weird. He said, it's me food, and then he shot himself in the head. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. It's an unsolved mystery. And that was the last you ever heard of Sexbo T32166. <laughs> <laughs> Just so it, oh, so it wasn't Sexbot. It was Sexbo T. Oh, Sex yeah. Sexbo T. No. <laughs> T thirty two one sixty six is the model number. Sex, uh, yeah, now I know. Sexpo T thirty. No, it's it's a Southeast Expo. I yeah. went to an expo Southeast, in the Southeast Expo. 
But expo spelled with a B, though. Right. <laughs> you know, for an exposition. What? I don't have time to flip that upside down and have a P in there. Come on, man. Oh, Trying to save some time. You guys, I want... <laughs> Thanks for listening, and if you have any game suggestions you'd like to suggest and or questions you want me to ask to my variety of guests, please feel free to tweet them at me at, at GameplayPod or email them at GameplayInterviews at gmail.com. Or just like, you know, let me know what's up. Just what's going on with you. <laughs> <laughs>